Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, all right. Here go Fred Smoot and Percy Donaldson. Welcome to the pro and the fan. Finally kicking this thing off. I'm sorry we're around 12 to 14 days late. But you know what? Sometimes greatness, you have to wait on it and you have to be patient. Hey, hey, hey. One thing Ron Rivera always preaches patience. And trust me, we see it with this podcast we are steady trying new ways and new sounds and trying to get things right because we want to be able to give you a nice product something that can really give you some decent ins and outs about the washington football team in a way that only me and this fella here the mouth of the south can so we hope you really enjoy this podcast. Hey, first of all tell them the truth tell them the truth stop being political hey, tell I'm, them the truth hey, you are perfectionists and you want to do something that i do all the time and you want to make sure we gotta have the best sound we gotta do this and now all of a sudden he want to work a soundboard instead of talking about the washington football players we ain't got no name all we do is show up and play football hey well i say this you know me and fred play high school football together and our coach used to have these old Ed Sable NFL films on, man, and that was big to me, man. And I just don't want to let Ed sound Ed down, man. You remember the whole thing <laughs> with the trumpet? And you said you said the bar pretty high for your first sports show that you want to compete with the Sables. Are you serious, my friend? Hey, we maybe won't compete with the Sables, but we just want to let the Sables be able to look at us and say, hey, like those guys are really trying and they're doing a nice job. The Sables started somewhere now. With those leather helmets now. It, back then, it started somewhere, and I, they got to a great point, man. And that's what we want to do with this podcast. We want to be like a, 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 a integral part of the Washington football experience, man. And I think we have we have the experience right there with the Mile of the South, and we definitely got a guy who's going to talk about his Washington football team, Fred Smoot, and me, Percy Donaldson. I'm just a fan. Like, I've been here, like, since Doug Williams. And I really love and, it. And guess what the definition of a fan is? The definition of a fan is a fanatic. Somebody that can't take their feelings out of making a decision. And that's why people don't make business decisions with feelings involved. They step back a couple of days. They calm down. See, that's the thing about it. I am the rational part of this podcast. He is the emotional part. Every year I hear the same thing from him. 12 and 4, 11 and 5. It hadn't happened for two decades. But now, new team. Team, new head coach, new name, new stadium, new era, new everything. Hey, new everything, man, because the wait is finally over. And, you know, football is back. The Washington football team, we coming back. And sports betting. Sports betting is here. And we have, or you can go on bet, bet online from game spreads and totals of teams, of players, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always a place online. There's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So go ahead and hit on the betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up and bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. But let's get on back to the rich. Let's get on back to the Washington wow, football great, team. Great job. Great job. Great, great, great way to bust your bubble. <laughs> great way to come into the entertainment. Great, great way to get everything done, brother. I am very proud of you. Now let's do a recap of week one. Week one to me was dominated by the defensive line. They made plays on defense. They played what we're seeing now as a wounded Eagle team. The Eagle, the Eagle is wounded. Carson Wentz couldn't get comfortable. We took advantage of that. How do you feel about week one? Quick on week one, because week two is what we got to talk about. Week one, uh, I, it, it was, 
it went kind of like I expected because I actually bet on it. You know, I saw a wounded Eagles team. I saw like, you know, they fit right into what we want to do because our, our strength is our D-line and you got to protect Carson. Carson got happy feet back there. And, you know, it got to him. And we did a great job. I'm so used to seeing Carson get out of all our blitzes and, and, and waggle and finagle his way around the pocket. And he just couldn't do that this week. And I am so happy about that because it's just it's just a new feeling with Chase Young back there. And, and bringing guys on the blitz and our linebackers actually getting back there and hitting people, our safeties getting back there and hitting people. It was a great job, man. I really love what we did against Carson Wentz. And I really expected about the same thing with the with the Arizona Cardinals game. And I think that's what we got. I mean, our defense got home, like, plenty of times. But, you know, the offense is a work in progress. And I expect that to be, like, the first four games, at least before we actually see any, like, continuity in this offense. Well, before I get into the truth, I want to hear your version. And your version is this, of our new quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. I understand. I, I see you showing a little patience, not jumping the gun. He hasn't had what we call a breakout game, 300, 400 yards. He hasn't came out and dominated. How do you feel right now after two games about Dwayne Haskins? I feel like he is a quarterback that is, he's always going to have uh, quick eyes. He's a great quarterback. He's a gunslinger. He's going to be down the field. I, I feel like uh, older Dwayne Haskins, when he see him, He's going to be that quarterback who can step in at any time and give you like a good 260 yards a game, and that's going to be his. That's going to be his mo, I think. But like, it can't be his mo forever. Like at one point, he has to mature into what I feel is a Warren Moon type quarterback, a guy that's coming out of the huddle, a guy that's letting the movement dictate what the defense is doing, letting the movement undress the defense, understanding where to go with the ball, if it's man-to-man, -man, if it's zone, if it's blitz, understanding where to go with the ball. At one point, he has to start dictating defenses and not letting the, de the defenses dictate him. Hey, I kind of like, I kind of like him, like he's, he's, he's going to reach down the field, I'll say that, but I kind of love the fact that he protects the ball. And if that 260 yards come with three touchdowns and no picks with our defense, I'm fine with that. And I think, like, on another team that didn't have our defense, he can be that player. He can be that gunslinger. But if he's going to stay watching the Redskins and become this franchise quarterback, I don't think he's going to. We ain't the Washington Redskins, first of all. <laughs> and we can't go on with him playing inside a box. We can't go on with him. Like, we can start off that way because that's how uh, Ben Roethlisberger started. That's how Russell Wilson started. For the first two years in their offense, the, they leaned on the defense in the running game. I understand that. I'm mm -hmm. good with that. I'm talking two years from now. No, he has to dictate offenses. We will never be a Super Bowl team with him just allowing him to be a how should I say a game manager? We're not going to allow, we're not going to win like that and go to the next level. What about, uh, what about, uh, for, for, for the Buccaneers when, when they went, I, I forgot his name, Brad Johnson, like. Oh, no, Brad Johnson and, are uh, you talking about uh, the Bucks when they went and Trent Dilfer with the Ravens? Yeah. We're talking about two of the best defenses of all time. Do you know the average yards per game in, in, in pointage that, that the Ravens gave away when they won with Trent Dilfer? Do you know who the all-time, I mean, who's the leading rusher, single-season lead rusher at that time when the Ravens won? Do you know about Warren Sapp, Derrick Brooks, one day Bob, Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer? You can't depend on that. And guess what they got out of those teams? 
They got what? One Super Bowl before Joe Flacco came in and gave some offense to him? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm not saying he can't do more. I think he'll be capable of more. I think he has one problem now in that his eyes are much quicker than his feet. And, like, I'm expecting him to, to really work on that. Because if he's the type that everybody says he is, Urban Meyer says it, Ron Rivera says it, you give him a task, he'll complete it. You challenge him, he'll complete it. Well, considering where we are and considering how fast he gets rid of the ball, considering that I did see him looking at some safeties, even trying to look off some safeties last week, I'm just, I just want to see these next two games and see if I can get his, give him a chance to challenge himself and get his feet corrected. Because... I, I tell you what, I listened to uh I listened to Craig Sheehan and uh Cooley's Cooley's little bit uh over over the weekend and over the over yesterday and Cooley was he was so hard on Dwayne and his feet and I was upset about it kinda and I was like, Oh man, like, he's just being too hard on him. He's just being too hard it on him. It doesn't shock me when the emotion come out of you fan. Yeah, yeah. I am mad. I'm the fan. I'm the fan. So I am very upset to hear Cooley like just get on Dwayne's two first. Yeah, just first. just get on Dwayne's feet and tell me Dwayne is only reading one half the field. Dwayne only runs to his left. He can't run and throw to his right. And you know I'm hearing all that and I'm like wow. And but you know I'm looking at the film. You know, Cooley has some points about his feet. Like, no, just gonna say the man was telling the truth. Just Cooley, right now, Cooley was, was Cooley. Break, no, no. If we was on the breakdancing circuit right now and Dwayne Haskins was on our team, he would not be the boogaloo shrimp of our team. His feet are just not there right now. Like, his footwork is not there. Like, footwork is to be moving with a purpose. Right, right now, he gets to the back of the drop. He understands where to look, but he don't know how to let his feet take him to the other spot in the open spot. Right, and, 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 and like, in football, man, feet in every position, feet come before hands. Feet come before hips. Feet come before shoulders. Feet come before everything. Get your feet there first. If your feet get there, you can get your rest of the body there. And a lot of people, uh, slow feet don't eat. And that's the word, slow well, we feet. Might well be get, we might well get a foot sponsor going on here, you know, since you, like, love to talk about feet. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we, 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 working on a, a, a foot sponsor uh, right now. But you, you, you're right. You're right. You're right about the feet. But I'm not going to beat him up because he is young. I'm not going to beat him up because my old line is letting him get beat up. At the end of the day, one thing you'll hear a term you'll hear me say about old linemen all the time, if they get kicked out the club, this is what you need to imagine when I say this. You know, you remember going to the club and the bouncer see somebody fighting or starting a fight, and they just grab him by the collar and just tote him out the club like they're 130 pounds. That's what I mean when an offensive lineman get kicked out the club. And I saw Cher before he got hurt kicked out of numerous clubs believe me in different states at different times that's all i'm saying at the end of the day we have to protect him first for me to actually be able to grade him the way he needs to be graded not even count the fact that he's on his second offensive coordinator in two years i, I feel so bad for sheriff because uh if if uh smith is anything like his dad aj smith like he just he just told them to put another suitcase full of money back in the safe for sheriff because Smiths hate paying they don't pay if uh if your if your if your performance don't match you know what they're looking for and sheriff was a tackle right tackle drafted what number five number five overall number five don't see it, then. Don't see it now playing guard and not only that he's been injured what. Two out of the last three years? 
So it's not looking that's, good. That's what it is. It's not looking good for Sheriff, man. I'm just sorry to say it. And uh, I'm, I hate that happened to him. I hope he can come back and play to some semblance of himself. Because I remember screen, Sheriff. I remember when we were running them screen and Chris Thompson come out that backfield. Oh, my God. And Sheriff would be going toward that sideline and just mowing safeties down. And that's what, Sheriff, I hope we can get back to. But after looking at the film, and, and you know what? Let me tell you something about the NFL. When your backup comes in and doesn't look bad and people just, like, don't notice, that's never a good sign. Well, first of all, a cheaper version of you is always a threat in pro sports. If if they can do if half of what you do for a third of the price, why wouldn't you? Especially when you're dealing with a coaching staff that that actually not married to anybody but the draft class. Like if you he was here before Coach Rivera got here, he's not married to you and he doesn't care. So that's when I look at this Cardinal game and I look at why we lost this game. A lot of this had to do with Kyler Murray. At one point, we're going to have to give Kyler Murray his just due, a.k.a. the fastest Papa Smurf i ever seen in my life. He was basically unstoppable when you get down at the red zone, moving him in and out the pocket. And maybe, and just maybe, we'll show some respect and put some respect on um, Cleve Kingsbury's name because nobody like to get Kingsbury any prop because he didn't right. win in college. Maybe his offense fits better in the league. Uh, Hopkins was a task for our DBs. I just felt like we couldn't stay on the field on offense, and the Cardinals actually dominated us on defense. Their defense dominated our offense more than their offense dominated our defense. Right, but I was I was listening to John Kine before the game, and I was just sitting there thinking about life. What do we do? How many names you gonna uh, drop? Is this gonna be your spiel? Just names. I'm a fan. I was talking to Michael Scrahan the other day, and Scrahan told me that's gonna be your spiel. I'm the fan, man. Like I'm looking for all (laughs) Washington football news I can get, and it's you know I watch every podcast, I listen to every, I, I, I read every article, I look at every practice video. I love it, man. I'm a fan. So I was I was talking to John Connor the other day, and we was we were discussing, and John Connor was like. Spying is not the way to get him. Like we see teams try to spy him, and you know what he does? That spy, uh, Kyler Murray, he 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 breaks their ankles, and he you know continues on with the play. So why waste the ankle or ACL spying him when the spy rarely gets there to him? And so then well, I was first th- of all, you know who a spy? Troy Ekby is a spy for the <laughs> other team. He gotta be working for the other team the way he playing. Hey, Troy Ekby, I gave him a lot of accolades before the season Man. started. And the way he has been tackling, he had to be an Arizona Cardinal and didn't tell nobody that he got traded. Hey, man, you got a... Like, I'm going with Ron Vera on this, you know. Even though I'm the fan and I see a lot of fans are upset with Troy Ekby, but I have personal reasons fan reasons why I think Troy Apke will be like one of the turnaround stories of this season. I would love I would love to hear this fan theory. Really 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 because I said January 4th uh 2020 that Troy Apke would be the surprise of the offseason. And he was the surprise of the offseason. The problem is he's been the surprise of the first two games too. Like a bad it's surprise. A bad surprise. <laughs> it's a terrible surprise. Like, like when you like open a, that aluminum foil yeah. in the refrigerator, that surprise. Yeah, like that, like that flaming turd on your doorstep on Halloween. That's a type of surprise. <laughs> yeah, with with sugar sprinkled on it, it's still a turd. I tried to tell you that just because you put sugar on the turd don't make it a snicker. All I'm saying is this: he hasn't played well, and and, and guess what? The worst thing can happen to a young player is his confidence. Confidence. Confidence and oh man, he was walking around. Whoo, 
Boy, if you saw him, if you saw Troy Atkin in the offseason in any of these interviews, oh man, he was walking around like like vanilla ice mixed with Eminem, Sean Snow. I mean, he was just the <laughs> coolest guy. You know, I thought he was uh I thought he was the guy who ooh, ooh, what's the guy singing? Uh what's the guy? I thought he was Robin Thick. Troy Atkin walking around. Got plenty of swag. Yeah, Troy Atkin looking cool as Robin Thicke, man. I'm like, oh, man, we got us one here, man. We got, like, a great safety. He's going to be a great guy. Troy, you need to get it right, man. I put a lot of trust in you. We believed in you, Troy. We all did. And you need to get it right, man, because we need to have a safety back there, man. I keep thinking about that single high. And our single high plays like he is high. Very <laughs> no, and it ain't on life. It, it ain't, ain't on life. It like ain't. I'm telling you, it, it ain't on life. And I was wondering, just beside Troy Acton, I was talking about not establishing running the ball with a couple of people this week. And the best thing you could do to a pass rusher like Chandler Jones is not run away from them. Mm -hmm. It's not play action them. It's run the ball right at them run intentionally. It, run it dead up his gizzard. Yes, you literally make them tired to the point where you wear them down. You find them. You run zone plays at them. You run power Bob O right off the right off of the, the tight end, right at this pass rusher, and wear them down. That's the only way to stop them. I was looking at an interesting stat. Uh the four teams that use the most jet sweep motion and shifting before the line. They were undefeated in the first week. I don't know exactly where they were the second week, but one thing I love about Scott is uh, is Scott, he does a great job with the ship. I think he's given Dwayne, Dwayne actually has a great eye of what's going on, I think, before the play because he gets rid of the ball so fast. And I don't think a lot of times you're getting rid of the ball so fast because of the blitz. I think he's getting rid of the ball so fast because he knows what's going on and where it's supposed to go. His feet are just slow getting there. But what I do like is the, the motion and the shifts not only gives him a better eye of what the defense is doing, it actually helps our offensive line a lot because a lot of times it seemed like Chandler Jones would have came a little fast. He hesitated. Uh, it was a little hitch in his step. And and that's that's just as good that second right there, that that it makes, yeah, it, it it can do anything, man. I mean, you can. It's just like you know, blocking for another second. If you can make them stumble or or stab or stay off for a second, you know, it's just like blocking for another second. I want to see a lot of that because I think that's where our offense is gonna have to. It's gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to use some fake stuff because we just don't got the horses up on the line. Just to be honest, we don't have the horses. And, yeah, we don't, we don't, but it's time to pay those bills. Yes, the wait is over. Football is back, finally, finally, finally. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in action at Bet Online. And but guess what? This week, I won one of the biggest bets of all time because I literally picked the Las Vegas. Yes, I said it, not Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders over the New Orleans Saints. How much money did I win? All the money is what I won. That's what I won. That's just the way it go. From game spreads, totals, to teams, players, coaching, props, Bet Online gives you the more options to wager any place online. There's always online casinos as well. It never closes. This is a call to action. So head to Bet Online. 
today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, betonline.ag and sign up today. Tell them the fan and the pro sent you. <laughs> Tell them I sent you. Man, bet online, man. I, hey, let me tell you this. I hit the first week, like, you know, it's always, to me, it's always easy to hit them on the first week. And so, you know, I saw, you know, the eagle thing. And so I just hit the money line on that. that, that that's such a bet turn, hit them. It, it like, like we started trying to hit the, the casinos and the bets, yeah. and they study hit us all the time, too. Hey, really, I'm just painting them. I, I just paint, like they say, oh, I just pinch the casinos a little bit. And that's it for me. <laughs> I don't go all, like, after the first four, and it's just like coaching to me. After the first four weeks of the season, you really have to be careful with it because, like, everybody has an eye on everybody, even the guys who set the numbers. So you really have to do a lot more studying. You really have to go on bet online even more and, and study up and see what the spread is and how, and how it's going up and down so you can hurry up and hit them, man, like I like to do. And I'll be telling you all about that later on in the week. <laughs> well, you're going to have to do better giving your uh – your, your, your futuristic picks because I could have sworn you picked us over the Arizona Cardinals and you gave me several reasons why as I continue to tell you we wasn't going to beat this team that already has that number one quarterback that's been in place, been in the offense two years at the Arizona Cardinals also bring in a guy like Hopkins, D. Hops, put him with him uh, that's for that's that's plus seven points right there. Talking about a defense led by Chandler Jones, and we didn't see a lot of Isaiah Simmons, but his presence was felt. So, you know, at the end of the day, fan, you're gonna have to take your feelings out of this betting process and this prediction process before you really start to get it right. Because you can call other teams for some reason, you just can't call bets with the Washington football players. I'm not going to say Kendall Fuller would have won this game, but I'm going to say he would have kept me. He would have won that bet. And so I think like that that mishap between uh 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 the mishap between uh our safety uh say his name, Troy Ackman. No, not Troy, not Troy. I'm talking about the touchdown. Uh the the touchdown uh in the end zone. When uh, there was a mix-up between him and uh, Greg Mo- Greg Moreau, uh, Fabian right, Moreau, right. Uh, it was Fabian Moreau. Fabian Monroe. I been to say we ain't got a Greg Moreau. I'm thinking, I'm about, thinking the about the center. basketball player. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Okay, uh, 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 what's his name? Put the Alabama number twenty. Landon Collins. Landon Collins, Collins man. I don't know. Yeah, Landon Collins gave up the Landon Collins. You know, it was a a botching in uh but watching coverage, Landon Collins gave up the pass to Fabian Monroe. Fabian Monroe, man. But see, and, that's the worst thing in the world because you, coaches can deal with somebody physically dunking on you or physically outrunning you. We they can't deal with the mental. They can't deal with the mental botches. They can't deal with the miscommunication. They can't deal with I ain't here to play. They can't deal with I'm in cover four, but I'm, I'm think we in cover three. They just can't deal with it, and that's the one thing you got to do if all of these guys play together. Uh, Fuller is the only one being interjected back into this defensive backfield. Right. The last thing they should do is have miscommunication. Now, I can't feel sorry for them on that. Right, and and and, and I'm hoping. Uh, now I tell you this, though, I tell you this too. Now I think of, I'm thinking Fuller, his communication would have helped back there a lot. But and then to see, let me tell you something. I love Darby. I want Darby to be good. But let me tell you about. Don't Darby. you go hating on Darby because I'm, I I'm know, telling you, you I don't know, know what the that's. I know that's your guy. I know Darby reminds you of yourself in a lot of ways. He got the long arms. He loves to stay on the top. He loves to get his hands on people. But, like, he has this thing where, like, it's one deep ball a game. 
Just go back and check the film. Sometimes they catch it, sometimes they don't. He slipped. Guess what? Sometimes they don't. That's all that matters. He slipped one. He gonna slip in one deep ball a game, and and I think like he needs a, uh, he needs that experience from a Fuller. Hey, hey, hey fan, fan. Yeah. All right. Fuller ain't played a down for us yet since he been back. All right. But do you who's know how? Only, hey, but, who's the only defensive player on this team that's played championship ball? It ain't but one besides Fuller. Right? It ain't but one person on this team besides Fuller that then went to the promised land. And that's Ronald Darby. All right. That's, put some respect on his name. That's Ronald uh Aloysius Darby. All right. Let's put some respect on him. Oh, I thought you were talking about Chase Young. Talking about championship ball. <laughs> I'm like, that boy plays a championship ball, man. I know. And guess what? I'm not gonna tell the people of, of, of the DMV. I'm not gonna tell the people of the United States. I'm not gonna tell the people of the world. We have had a big discussion before Chase Young got drafted, and you swear to hell we should have traded down, got more picks, picked Isaiah Simmons, and not picked Chase Young. I called you a fool then. I call you a fool now. I that was hey now listen now, that was early early in the season. As the season wore down, like I knew I, that we really should go with Chase Young. I, I knew we should really go with Chase Young as the season wore down because he was just you know if we could get Joe Burrow. He was miles he was miles ahead of everybody else. But I tell you what, I do like a couple players, and I still like them. I don't compare them to Chase Young. I don't. I think they'll be great players at their position, but I don't think very few players besides Joe Burrow will be as impactful as Chase Young over over their career. But Makai Beckton, my young man. Hey, first of all, it ain't a jet I want to trade for. I wouldn't. He's a good player, yeah. but he's infected with jetatitis. Jetatitis guarantees you to not play ever in a playoff game, to never succeed until you're traded. He has jetatitis. I can't see Makai Beckham because the first thing Makai Beckham went did we get that big old chain. And you, the office alignment, they don't take the Rich Rock approach. Usually they just go buy a big old pickup truck have dead deers on the back of them when they pull up to the practice facility. <laughs> that's, that's what offensive linemen usually do. He had jettatitis. Hey, I don't know. All I'm saying is I remember in the NFC East heydays where people used to catch the Larry Allen flu and defensive ends would disappear for whole games because they knew Larry Allen was coming oh, to town. Oh, hurt more people than COVID, son. And, I seen it at work. And look, I seen it. And Makai Beckton, he gives me like, look, he is throwing men out the club. Grown men. I didn't think he'd do it the same thing he did at Louisville. But enough about that. I don't want to talk about Makai Beckton. I want to talk. Really, you do. Hey, I, I like him. I can't. I like fat boys on that offensive line. I love to talk about him. But we not. Gonna I ain't talk. heard you say nothing about our fat boys. You, you like Morgan Moses? Okay, I like. Actually, I like Morgan Moses. Morgan. Who never met a false star he didn't like. He's actually, he's actually doing Would you follow Moses to the promised land? This hey, he I'm gonna, not doing it. It's gonna I'm be a, it. it's gonna be a false star. He's gonna start leading somewhere he ain't even supposed to go. Because it ain't time yet. But you gotta watch. Moses is doing a lot better this year. I'm glad he's trying to take a leadership role. He learned a lot from Trent as far as leadership, as far as, you know, being there for guys and young guys. He's trying his best. And he's doing a better job as long as he's not embarrassing us. Like they embarrassing us sometimes. Like he shouldn't make the same mistakes the young guys make. And I don't think he's doing that. I just think that the young guys, they just need more time and they just need to 
just keep pushing, keep pushing, man. We we're not we're never. Let me tell you something. We're never gonna have pro bowlers at every position. But we need yeah, guys. See, nobody. The only team that has that is the team that wins the Super Bowl. Right. right. The team that goes to the Super Bowl. They always got 12, 11 guys that go to the Pro Bowl. That's always been the way it is. Yes, we can have 12, 11 Pro Bowlers if they play like Pro Bowlers. All right. But what we're doing now is building young. Yeah. I am. I am totally fine with the pace of how we're building. No, I did never say we was going to the playoffs this year. I just said we was going to be the team nobody wants to play. We're the team nobody wants to play. We're like the Portland Trailblazers with Dane. Don't nobody want to play us. Are we a championship threat? Mm, not really. But nobody wants to line up between those white lines and that green grass talking about playing the Washington football team, a.k.a. the Sandlock Washington football players. That's what we do. We show up. No name. We just show up to play football. Hey, got to pay some more bills out there. Bought to you by Wink and Drink. A new app that's coming out that's going to change the way you date, you socialize, and it starts with everything that got to do with your drink ID. Can't wait. I can't wait to test it out. Wink and Drink coming to you soon. Every city, every restaurant, every lounge, if they got liquor, you can Wink and Drink. Yeah, I can't wait for Wink and Drink. Hey, but let me ask you a question. I'm going to name a few players... And I just want you. I just want to hear your like grade on them. If you just had to give one, we're not going. I might ask you why they're great on a few of, but not many. Uh, let's see. But first grade, I want to hear what you think about Deron Payne. Uh, I think Deron Payne is that steady guy. He just steady, you mm -hmm. know. So I always got to go a B plus with him, and he gonna always stay at a B plus. When he maybe have one of them years where he ravages and go A A guy. I just think he's just going to be that steady force that makes your team concrete. He's going to be there. He doesn't play down. He doesn't play super up. You know what you're going to get every game. He's sturdy, and that's what you got to have. So, B+. Plus. B+. Plus okay, good, great. I, I would I would say, you know, yeah, you know, same. You know, you're going to get the same thing every week from them guys on the line. Those are, they like the janitors of this outfit. You know, you just they just come to work, they do what they do, and they go home, you know, but you're gonna get the same effort, the same power every week. And I like that from the from the defensive line. Okay, I'm gonna get now this is the one that I can't wait to hear. Duntrell Inman. You know what? Duntrell has been what I thought he'll be a stated steady veteran. A guy that say I made this league by special team, so I'm gonna do that by nature. But now that I'm with all these young receivers, I can vie for playing time. And if they throw me the ball, I'm not going to drop it. That's what he's that's what he's at in his career right now. He's been good on special teams, which you already knew he was going to be. But he's actually starting to contribute on offense, which gives him a plus. So I'm going to give him, because he already doing his special team thing, he gets a B for special teams. He gets a C plus for what he's doing on offense, and it can only go up. So it depends on if you're in the math teacher room or you're in the English professor's room. If I was just going to do this on a poetic thing, I would say he's a B right now. If I was going to mathematically do it, he'll be slightly under a B at a C plus. Okay, we're going to spend a hyphen minus. We're going to spend a little bit more time on this one, but uh, you know this is like, this is my guy. You know, before the draft, before any time everybody even thought about him, I was telling Fred, hey, it's this little corner. From James Madison. He could have played anywhere. And and I call him Touchdown Jimmy. 
because I went to Jackson State and we had a touchdown, Jimmy. And that's just a great name for a football player. We had a touchdown. Not, Jimmy. not for a cornerback though, because if you're a <clears throat> touchdown cornerback, that means you get burnt and give up touchdowns. No, he gonna be a touchdown cornerback and gonna get the touchdown. This is touchdown, Jimmy Moreland. What's your yeah, grade? And your name been vetoed, first of all. I want to give you the real news. Your name grade has been just totally taken over by the public and the DMV. He's been nominated. And you know that what they say. The people give you your name. He's been nominated and named the people's corner. So that says he plays with the rage and he plays with the, the, the excitement of the fans. The fans are excited when Jimmy makes a play. Jimmy is vying to show people I'm more than just an outside corner. He's vying to show people I can play outside. I mean, uh, inside corner. I can play inside. I can play outside. I can play wherever you put me. He's trying to show people I am a guaranteed starter in this league and could be a pro bowler if I just really continue to get my trait together. He reminds me of a sprinkle of Drake Blythe with a little run day barber in there. They're just that Johnny on the spot, ball skills, nice size, not scared to stick his head in there and tackle. He's he's what he's what my guy uh, Coach Gill would call a, a core red Used to be team. Like but core. <laughs> the key word to that is a, core. A core like, red wolf. Yeah. Yeah, core red wolf. And hey, that's what it is. Hey, listen. When you, I uh I always say there was three type of corners. It was uh the corners who built like running backs, the corners who built like wide receivers, and then you got a special corner who don't really exist as much as they used to, and I don't know why, but we really need these guys. They mighty mouse corners. They like Antoine Winfield was one of that, the best pound-for-pound pound corner I ever played with. Right. In the Mighty Mouse corner, he can be a, he can be a wide receiver corner. He can be a running back corner. Like he can have great punt return, ball skills, and he'll still, and, and like a running back corner, he'll still put his head in there and hit people in the screen plays and in the quick routes. Yeah, he's a true hybrid. He understands the game. He's a Johnny on the spot. Yeah. yeah, that's what I get from Morley. That's what I get from that whole group back there. Like what the what the defensive backfield finna do is they all going to look better than they are because of the defensive line. I'm sorry, you could put three, you could put Stevie one there, one cone, and my boy Ray at the other one. All right, mm. two blind men. All right, and, and guess what? Behind Chase Young and the rest of them guys, like plays will get made. All right, they just simply hide goals. Great defensive lines make great defensive cornerbacks, and they always go hand-in-hand, hand. and that's what we're going to get from this team. So that's why when giving these guys these grades, all oh, these grades are not off of peak value. These grades are off peak consistency. That's all I'm looking for. Like, I mean, I'm not looking for peak value and fathers, how much they do. Do you play this way week in and week out? That's what we're looking for in the DMV. Other than that, I love the fact that most of these guys, we have literally like 12 to 11 guys with DMV ties on this team. Meaning they're playing for more than just that paycheck. They're playing more for just being in the league. They grew up cheering for this this franchise. Like they, they got blood, sweat, and tears and years off into this team, into this city, into this sport. Okay, let me tell you somebody else who I see trying extremely hard. Jonathan yeah, Allen. I don't believe you. Jonathan Allen, man, is out there like, I don't know if he's as strong as Payne or Ionitis, but, and like, I think he's actually smaller than them, but man, when you see him on that field, man, he is, he is like one of the most extreme hustlers I've ever seen in my life. Like, on the football field, he's doing everything the right way, and, and even so, like, he's still the third to fourth best man on this D-line. Maybe hey, even fifth. Hey, 
this what you get when you playing with ballers. This what you want. This what you want. Maybe I came into my first defense back room, and it was Daryl Green, Deion Sanders, Champ Bailey, Sam Shea, Mark Terry. I knew I had to get in where I fit in. Like, nobody's going to feel sorry for him. You want more reps, you better ball out. When you get your chance, you have to ball out. And I think that's how he feels, and he understands that. Hey, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. I, I mean, I love him. He's like the ultimate team player. He reminds me, like, he's one of those guys that we could take him from this era and we could put him in the 60s out of 70s. Early 80s, you know, give him a leather helmet, one bar across it. Send him out there. Let him play, man. I love it. I'm not. Send him out there a T-shirt and one converse. <laughs> he going to come back playing some football. That's just the way it is. Some guys are just football players. When they just football players, that means you can't add the math up. He doesn't bench 600 pounds. He doesn't run a 4440. He doesn't shuttle a 4740. He doesn't do any of that. You turn the lights on, and he balls out. That, them the guys I like. Lorenzo Alexander, turn the lights on. One man like game. Lineman? Does he look like a tight end? Does he look like a, a linebacker? I don't know what he look like. He look like a football player to me. And that's what I like. I like football players. They probably the baddest body on the team. But I tell you what, flick those lights on, and I got somebody that I go to war with any day. Okay. Okay, now, all right. What about Terry McLaurin? What did you see? Uh, I seen Terry McLaurin routing Patton Peterson up. Every, every corner that I've seen Terry go against, he's – matriculated his way into beating them. That's telling me he studies his opponent. He never beats them the same way. That tells me he's meticulous in his studies. That tells me he understands that he's going to draw a number one. And if that number one is going to take me one-on-one, I have to learn his weaknesses and what he doesn't like and what he do like. And I need to stay away from what he do like and, and really work on the stuff that he don't like. Outside leverage when I really want to come inside. Inside leverage when I'm really trying to go outside. Stem him up, stack him. Everything you do at the corner, he's doing it like he's a like he's 29 and been in the league for 10 years. And that's what you got to love from a young guy like Terry Malone. And But he's a prisoner of the progression of one, Dwayne Haskins. I, I, man, look, I've never seen Patrick Peterson running for his life like that. Patrick Peterson had his head down, and it wasn't trail technique. It was beat it was, technique. <laughs> no, trying, it was, I got to say, my life technique. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. And this the second week we didn't seen a veteran get beat by one of our youngsters to death because I could have sworn Philadelphia, uh, PD, was coming on the field to arrest one Chase Young for the way he treated a senior citizen by the name of Jason Peterson. I'm talking about beating him like a drum for four quarters. I ain't seen an old man get beat like that since Roy Jones Jr. last fight. I ain't seen an old man get beat like that for a long time legally. It's been a while now. Hey, look, I was just... I was just like, man, like Peterson used to be like one of the best left tackles in the league. And his feet looked like they were stuck in concrete. And it wasn't that he's just he's in great shape. He has great ability to be a 39, 40 year old man. But that's Chase. He looked like a 30, 40 year old <laughs> man that just got beat up by a 20 year old. He just literally like how I supposed to go home to my kids after getting beat up by a 20 year old. What am I supposed to tell my son when he asks me what happened out there? What happened, Dad? I got gang banged. I got jumped on by a gang. That's what I, I can't tell him one man did that to me. Hey, man, Chase Young is so fast in those hands. Like, he has some of the most advanced hands. And just when he did Peterson, when he did that spin move 
And we we went outside, and the uh, the chip block was waiting on him, and he spent inside. And Peterson he hit him with that Mr. Miyagi, and right? He tossed him out the club, right? Yes, and, and Peterson was like, "Where did he go?" I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peters was like, "Where he go?" No, Wentz was like, "Where did Peters go?" Yeah. <laughs> Wentz was like, Peter has been through out of my screen. I don't know where he's at. If y'all find Peters, send him back home. All right? That's that's really what happened. And, and you know what? Man, you could go on and we could talk forever. But that ain't the way podcasts go. Eventually, great things have to come to the end. And I understand that. But just happily, happily, we finally got the product out there to the people. They've been waiting. We've been waiting. Sorry for the wait. Sorry for the letdown. One here for week one. I hope we filled in for that week one and that week two gap. I want to also thank, you know, Bet Online. That's our sponsor. I want to bet, uh, thank Lincoln Drink. That's our sponsors. And I want to thank y'all, the fan. Even though I'm going here arguing back and forth <laughs> with a fan, I have to let you know how much we appreciate you. Hey, we really appreciate you. We want you guys to be here. You can look on the... We're going to get the Twitter page and the Facebook page up, too, and we'll let you guys know when we get that done, man. But we really appreciate you. We want you to be here for the entire year with us. We're going to have guests. We're going to put people on. We're going to we're gonna call in on a couple of you guys, too, and talk to you guys. We want to know what you feel and how you feel about the team. We got a couple big things coming up. We're going to be giving away shirts and stuff like that. And... We just really want you to be here this year and know that this is a growing process. Fred really looks at things like a GM. He's always like four years ahead. Man, if you knew how many Madden franchises we ran, just the trade and draft and stuff like that. And and so as the years go on, man, this is going to be like a staple. And we want to do the draft season and everything. We're going to be right here with you. We appreciate right, So thank you for showing up for the, the pro and the fan. First episode under our belt. Just get started. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. And this, ain't over. this is it for your host, Fred Smoot. I'm Percy D. The Fan. We'll holler at y'all later, folks. Peace out. Peace and hair grease. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.